Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita. And we're back with The, the Voice It Out podcast. podcast. Season one was all about what makes us the same and also what makes us different. Now we're including more voices to gain new perspectives and opening up the conversation. So join us and don't keep it in. Voice, Voice it, it out. out. back. Hi Shama, how are you? I'm good, Amrita, how are you doing? All good, thanks. All good, all good. Hello everyone. Hello everybody. So today we have yet another amazing guest. Oh my guest. god, absolutely. <laughs> they just keep growing and growing and growing. It's yep. great. Yep. So this is someone we have been in touch with for quite some time and I'm so happy to have her on finally in this season because yeah, definitely this season is this one season. of them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so today we have your Royal Highness, Manisha. <laughs> Hi, Manisha. That was a joke. <laughs> no, 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 we Hi. don't take jokes Absolutely in this one. Not. No, so, okay, me. so basically it's Manisha. Royalty. Who I know, everyone is, everyone royalty, is royalty. Especially when they sit on this sofa exactly. for us. <laughs> um, okay, so she is, you might know her through Instagram because that's where I found out about her, but obviously you might know her through working with her or even just might have heard of her. She's a nutritionist and a personal trainer. She has a particular focus on over 40s female health particularly menopause and I think she's a bit of a social media influencer hmm. what would you say Manisha <laughs> <laughs> um I get it you know what um a lot of people uh, the minute they find out how many followers you have you certain become an influencer all of a sudden I don't like that word um fair enough <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even know. I, I suppose if I had to describe myself, it would be content creator. I don't even like that word, but yeah. Um, I think I just see myself as me. Absolutely. But I think what, what I mean by social media influencer is not in the actual terms of a social media influencer yeah. because because you you actually do a lot of reels that are fun but you do a lot of reels that are factual about health and kind of really hard hitting I think which is why I think you're a social mm. media influencer in sort of another another description well I've always kind of said that if ever I have the platform to be able to uh convey important messages whether it be you know the whole funny reel started really because when I was in a corporate job um there was always that challenge of how do you get people interested in nutrition? Right? How do you get people? Because some people just do not want to know. And I thought, okay, well, humor is always a good way to get the hook. Yeah. yeah. And that actually works really well because I've had numerous people say to me, you know, I followed you because I saw your Gujarati reels or I followed you because yeah. of this. But actually I've learned quite a lot. That's it. My job is done. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so in, in that respect, you know, I do try to, um, doesn't matter how many followers you have, but I think that mm. if you're on a public platform, you are influencing people to an extent and you should take advantage of that position that you have in a positive way. So I hope that's what I do. Um, yeah, I think you, I you know. think you do, absolutely. <laughs> I, I try my best. Also, the fact that you've got the accolade of being a nutritionist, so you you know what you're, you know what you're talking about. Sometimes, You're not yeah. some... <laughs> no, but you know, like you actually have things behind what you say in the re you have yep. factual you have factual things that you know yourself you're not just saying it just for the be not just to be like oh I'm an influencer so I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear well did you know you've kind of hit the nail on the head because I um credentials are really important to me really important and I'm sick and tired of people 
influencers, celebrities, people just with, you know, large followings who think it's okay to give out advice where they are not qualified. Mm. And that is why I found myself talking more and more about personal training because it kind of is part of a jigsaw, right? This whole health and life lifestyle thing. And, um, and I thought, well, I can't really talk about personal training even though I'm really well you know knowledge on it I've done it for a long time so I went out and, and qualified as a PT last year at the age of 52 I think I was um <laughs> so what it, yeah I what, which, sorry what? I was just thinking you, you were kind of thinking how old am I I was you was. you do I'm sorry you do not I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this, this is gonna sound yeah. very cliche but no one would think that you're no, in your 50s it's true well, well the there's a bit of a joke you, you see on social media because I will say that I talk about my age a lot, right? And the reason being is we were just speaking uh, off air before about how one of my posts on TikTok has gone viral and it was just about me just saying it as it is, the truth, which a lot of people don't want to know or they hide away from. Menopause is forever, mm. yeah? And that post went viral and the number of people, women who commented saying, that is it, um, death is at my doorstep, I feel like giving up, I'm in a dark hole. Honestly, it was, it was, it was really sad, really emotional. I've gone and there was over 500 comments on that. I've gone and responded to every single one. Um, you know, so it's, um, it was just really, it's a reality check, you know. So as a follow up from that reel, I've done another one to say, look, um, yes, menopause is the second phase of your life, but it does not mean that life has to stop. And that, that's why I keep going on about my age. Some people think it's a bit of a joke. Some people think it's really annoying. That's fine. If you want to be annoyed and you don't want to be inspired, that's fine. But everything that I've achieved recently has all been post-menopause. You know, a nutritionist, a, a personal trainer, set up my own business, left my corporate nine-to-five job, and here I am. So I want to inspire other women to believe that it is possible. Life does not need to stop. When, my, when menopause starts. So that's what I wanted to ask you actually. So how long have you been a nutritionist? So I qualified in 2019, I think. Um, okay. And my dad, so it's a, lot, a bit of a long story, but basically I was, I'm in an hour, shall I do it, shall I not? And then my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I thought, oh, I'll leave it, I'll leave it because you know what cancer's like, you just don't know. And yeah. then I, eventually when I decided, right, okay, I'm going to do it, he died six weeks later. Oh. So all throughout that course. Um, and, you know, and, and in a way I'm kind of really glad because it just taught me, you know, he was a typical a South Asian parent who had diabetes, uh, blood pressure, cholesterol. Um, and no matter how much I told him about why he needed to change at that time. I didn't have the qualifications behind me, but now I do. So it gives me that little bit of extra uh, experience, yeah. I suppose, when I, especially when I'm speaking to parents, because I do work with a lot with, with uh, the older generation too. Um, so I can always relay back to my dad, you know. Um, so yeah, so I qualified and then I didn't really do anything about it until 2020, I think. I remember October 2020, I said to my husband, um, who's far more popular on social media, by the way, than I am. Oh, and so is my mum. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I said to him, look, I, I think I want to make a go of this. So 2020 is when I kind of started actively uh, posting on social media. And then, yeah, and then I started coaching probably, I think I was doing a little bit of coaching then, 2021 maybe. So, so yeah. I, I wanted to ask, obviously you've explained kind of the history of the decision that you made to do that pivot in your career. But what actually, even... Even though, you, you know, 
this happened with your father, but even before that, did you have an interest in it, which is what kind of spurred you on to begin with? No, no. you didn't. People, um, I've just met a friend who I haven't seen for 10 years, and I, and I will say to people that what people see is the end result of a few, of the last few years. I have never always been into my healthy eating. In fact, it's been the opposite. So I have had to change a lot of habits, a lot of behaviors, the mindset. So when women are talking to me about their challenges, I get it because I've probably experienced every single scenario. Don't tell me that you like food. I know because I am the same. So um, my, um, my um, interest really, well, it's a bit of a history, but basically I did, the, I've been always been training. I now know I wasn't effectively training. So I did the marathon back in 2016, but I had to pull out after five weeks of training because I got some severe injuries, which I now know was because of the lack of protein. I didn't mm, even know what protein okay. was, if I'm honest with you. So when I went to a physio, he said to me, oh, you need to increase your protein. And I was like, what, what, what's that? What does a vegetarian eat for protein? It sounds really dumb now because it wasn't really that long ago. Yeah, but um, so that was my first kind of insight into nutrition. My second one was when I um, got married and we were trying for children. We had four rounds of IVF, unsuccessful. After the fourth round, I said to Jonathan, right, you know what? I'm just going to have to try a few different things. Let me just look at nutrition. Uh, maybe it's my diet. I mean, my diet was terrible back then. but um, And I made a few changes. Who knows that I got pregnant. And then what really did it was when I started going through menopause. And back then, nobody spoke about it. No, there was nothing available. I wasn't on social media. And that is really, I don't even know where I read about the importance of the the, the longevity of it all. Um and that's when the interest started. And I started learning things and thought, do you know what? Um, other people need to know what I know. Because a lot of the programs uh, that I had bought at the time were all, right, eat this Monday, eat this Tuesday, eat this Wednesday. And I thought, well, yeah, but I like my dukri and I like my Indian food. Yeah, and how can I eat that? It's true. Yeah. And the thing is, I think uh, there's, I think Indian food itself has such a stigma around it being unhealthy. Yeah. When really, every, we, we've spoken about this before in other episodes, doing like like harder and dud yep. and like you know like turmeric latte like now they're like turmeric lattes and stuff like that and how healthy that is for you but it's it and it's really interesting because it's sort of like these are things that actually happened to you you saw results but you know you've now got clients and you've had to go through it yourself I mean I think it's great that you've had to go through it yourself so you really do understand when a client comes to you and says yep. I love my food and I'm finding it really hard because food is personal. Food is very personal to people. And also, it's difficult to control. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so much easier for people when they want to go on a weight loss thing or a healthy eating uh, phase to think exercise. Because let's face it, it's a few hours a week. We could all really, if we wanted to, find the time, put our mindset to it. But actually, food is the most difficult and the most important thing. But it's harder to control, like you say, because it's yeah. everywhere. It's every, yeah. You know, in what you eat is affected by your mood stress levels social pressure from family you know yeah. everything is is affected by food so once you know how to and, and you know I was an air hostess back in the 90s wow. yeah 10 years of being an air hostess my diet was rubbish I mean when I say rubbish when I used to do an early morning and a night shift so um uh you know if I was doing a night flight come home my breakfast was Madeira cake what's it's and 
orange juice. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, was that because of, obviously looking back, maybe you could have had that change then if you wanted to, but was that because of your routine? I just didn't know about healthy eating. I didn't know what healthy eating was. But you see, I think it's that. It's not having the knowledge of it. If you don't know what to do. But the thing, I, I see, I think it's weird because you can't, some, there are people who have the knowledge of it but still can't control and yeah. don't, in a way. Because, it, yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. That, and, you, and again, you've hit the nail on the head. We all know what we need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So when people come to me, I'm not telling them anything new. What they come to me for is the knowledge, the why behind you need to do it, yeah. how to change the mindset, how not to feel guilty because, you know, you've had a takeaway the night before. You know, changing that mindset behaviours and the habits are really, really hard. Mm. And that's why I always say... Give yourself a year. What you want to achieve in a matter of months is going to take a long time because everything is trial and error. Yeah, we find ourselves in different situations. Like today I'm away from home. Yeah. So what was I going to do for food? And you need to know that kind of stuff. You need to know, well, okay, well, I'm going into London today, right? I can go to this place, this place, that place. Okay, they all do good stuff. You know, we're always constantly having to change our routine. You know, if you've got kids, you might have a different routine at the weekend, during the week, during the holidays, if you're on on holiday yourself, uh, abroad. So we we need to be in those situations to know what is going to work and what's not. So I always say to clients, you know, you've never failed at anything. What you've done is you've learned is you've learned that actually in that scenario, that didn't work for me. So next time I'm going to try this. So it's something that you've kind of touched on, but not like, for example, you had used your example of not being at home. So obviously you might have done, you might already know of places that you know will give you healthy food if you went to them. But so I would say that that takes a little bit of pre-planning, right? And and people can find any excuse under the sun not to do that. Yeah. So then if you want a quick fix, I think people are going to go for like your normal meal deal, which it's probably true. isn't the best Absolutely. option. Well, like I've got friends who have now like, you know, they're, they're married and they've got their own houses and stuff like that. And where before they were used to their mum just knowing what to make because they've had, you know, they've gone to the grocery store and got everything. Now they actually do a proper meal plan. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, we have to plan our meals in order for us not to fall in that oh, I just want to get a takeaway or, oh, I can't be bothered to cook, so let me just get some freezer food. Now, that once in a while, fine, it's great. But it's it's that now. It's it's And they're, all, they're always like, oh, my God, I have no idea how my mum did this every single day. Well, you know what the difference between our parents and our generation mm. is, and I'm speaking for maybe the majority of people back then, is our mums didn't work. So they had that time. Yeah. We now... We try to do everything, don't we? Like, you know, so like you guys have just come from your job to do this. You'll go home to your families. You know, we women now, we we wear quite a few different hats Mm. and we try to do it all. And a lot of the pressures we actually put on ourselves um, doing all this extra stuff. So um, so we lead very different lives to our parents. did, And sometimes I totally understand why we're just looking for that quick fix, because when you've had a hard day at work, a stressful job, you know, many women yeah. are in stressful jobs, right? You don't want to come on and cook a three-course dinner. No, so whereas back then, mum's jobs, and let's face it, a lot of people used to live in extended families, mm. right? So there was always a grandma there to make dinner or whatever. So we just live in different times and we need to change according to um, to times that are moving. Mm. Um, so the planning thing is absolutely essential. You know, I say every Monday morning, you need to have a just a quick, like, you know, mental check-in with what you do, with, with what's going on in the week, you know? Yeah. yeah. So 
then you can plan accordingly your exercise if you need to, uh, food, any dinners out, whatever it might be. Um, and um, because you know what, you plan everything. Right. When you go on holiday, you don't just get up one day and say, right, okay, we're going here. You plan. Yeah. You decide, first of all, when are you going to go? Right. Where do you want to go? Beach holiday, city holiday, activity holiday. You know, you plan, you do all that research. And I get that, you know, there's when you're trying to change your lifestyle, it is it's a freaking full time job. It is. It is. But you know what? The whole thing, what makes everything sustainable is by just making it, keeping it as simple as possible. Yeah. Mm. So you don't need a pen and paper to plan. You just need like to spend five minutes in your head. Okay, Monday, right. I've got this. I've got this. Right. Okay, right. So what do I need to do? Right. So for example, today, and don't get me wrong, I am not always good at planning, but I'll always admit it. I'm not yeah. perfect. You know, I have days. I had a birthday party on uh, uh, the weekend. I, I, I ate way, way too much. <laughs> but that's normal. But yeah. It's normal, but it's also sometimes you can give yourself a day off, right? Yeah, Absolutely. You can. Yeah. So it's not going to. Yeah, it change all the progress you've made. It's just one. Yeah. I, that's how I see it. Yeah. And it's everything. It's just in one moder- day or one meal that you're. Yeah, yeah. It's everything in moderation, yeah. right? As well. So it's yeah. like. Well, there's 365 <laughs> days in a year. There's 12 months um, in the year. There's seven days in a week. So, you know, you've always got to zoom out, and just look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you do overall consistently that's going to make the difference not what you do here and there but you know wherever you can plan like today you know I bought a few snacks with me from home um, because luckily I had them Um, but it's one of those things where you know the more you do something the better you get at it it's simple like I'm sure when you first started your podcast the first one you're probably like oh my god God. and now you're like pros right I I don't know if we're pros pros, but but it was so funny because I did actually I said this to Shama a few weeks ago that I because one of my friends recommended our podcast to one of their friends and I know that person and they were like oh start listening to your podcast and I then prompted me to listen to our first episode all over <gasps> yes. again yeah. and I was like oh she, my god she goes she did. oh my god and Rita was like she messaged me she's like oh my god I've just listened to her first first episode she's like I'm so embarrassed I was like what do you mean I was like I don't want to listen to it now I feel like it was it felt script- we haven't scripted we don't script no. any of our episodes but that just listening to mm. that felt so scripted and I was yeah. like I'm glad we've kind of, you know, eased into it. Yeah. But I think it's with everything, right? Yeah. Practice. 100%, it's yeah. practice, you know, like it's the more you practice and the more that you you are able to sort of figure out how to do these things, even if it is changing your lifestyle a little bit. You know, it does become easier, but it's it can I can imagine it can be so daunting when yeah. you need to like the start that first step. And it's so easy to like fall back into yeah, 100%, like oh yeah. no you know oh I'll d- d- do it tomorrow oh I'll start tomorrow oh I'll do this I'll do I that I think it's because you know what we really overcomplicate yeah. nutrition and and what's really frustrating for me is like I said everyone is a nutritionist <laughs> now so like if anybody ever sends me something saying oh um is da 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 and I'll say where'd you get that from oh my husband right sorry is your husband a nutritionist I now this is how I mm-hmm. respond is your best friend a nutritionist? My own clients, like, you know, they'll say, oh, I bought this the other day. So why'd you buy that? That's that's a meal replacement. No, it's a protein shake. I said, no, it's a meal replacement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my friend bought it, bought it. And so she told me to buy it. I said, well, why don't you just ask me? Yeah. You're paying me. <laughs> so, you know, it's um everybody <laughs> just all of a sudden yeah. becomes a nutritionist. Like, it's quite frustrating sometimes going out and listening to people giving each other advice yeah. and, you know, oh, you're a bad diabetic or oh, you shouldn't eat this. So going back to the, the, the Asian food, you know, carb, roti and rice has had, got such a bad publicity yeah. now. Ghee, you know, like, yeah, too much of anything can be bad for you. But rice and roti is so, in fact, 
I'm going to say, apart from Indian sweets, desserts, honestly, the the South Asian diet is so healthy. And there's healthier ways that you can make it. And that's all part of what I teach is because I love my food. And and what's really nice is um, is how much is how many women still love their own traditional food. I love it. Absolutely. You know, I'm just thinking about some of the clients that you probably have. And it's just like, I'm trying to think like, is there a certain pattern where you think they start doing the change because they're really pumped up of, oh, I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden, it's just like, you can see the dip. Is there a yes. certain oh, 100%. pattern? Yeah, 100%. It's always the same. Um, look, whenever anybody starts something new, it could be anything. It could be you with your podcast, yeah. somebody going on a healthy journey. Um, when clients first come to me, they are super motivated. And I almost feel like I'm You're the giving the negative <laughs> already. Look, it's going to happen. The motivation cannot yeah. stay. It's not normal. There's going to come a point where something's going to happen. You're going to get fed up with going out when it's raining. Um, and I make a really big point of saying I am not looking for perfectionism because that is bound to come to an end mm. because you can't be perfect every day. What I'm looking for is consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So you do things as many times as you can. Perfect. Because I still want you to be doing this in six months time when I'm not around. And if you've nailed the consistency, we're good. But I'm not looking for perfection. Brilliant. I'm, I'm really pleased if you do everything that I tell you to do in the first two weeks. I'm really, honestly, really happy. Yeah. But I know what's going to happen. Yeah, because it happens to, sometimes I, I wake up and I think, Sometimes I wake up and I think, oh, fuck, like, do I have to go for a fucking walk every single day for the rest of my life? Occasionally, yeah. you know, I feel like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm human. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's what, what, what the, what we need to do is to find a strategy that you can do forever. Mm. And I found that now with me. And I'll tell you what, it is liberating. It's a game changer. And, the best place to always start is with that individual. Tell me what you like to eat. I love bread. Okay, brilliant. Let me see how I can keep the bread in the diet, but let's just tweak things. We don't need to change everything. You see, and this is where nutrition starts to get complicated. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've cut out this. I've done that. I've done this. Um, I've tried that. Well, clearly it didn't work. Yeah, because it doesn't, because you can't sustain some of those things for a period of time. Mm. So all we need to do is just go back to the basics. But the basics seems too simple because a lot of the time people will think, yeah, but I've tried that. I've tried this. And I say, yeah, but did you try it with a nutritionist? Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, I'll rephrase that. Did you try it with me? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. No, because I say that because, again, yeah. I know how other people work. Yeah. And um, for me... Look, everybody has a journey to why they are where they are. Mm. I have a story. My story has come from from a health perspective, right? It's never been about weight loss, never, you know, really it was menopause. Um, and if we want something to be sustainable, we have to start with where are you at now? Mm. Yeah. Tell me about it. So like, you know, when I, when I jump on a call with people, initially I just ask questions, oh, you know, um, uh, who's in the house with you, you know, uh, or do you work from home? And in those five minutes, I get so much information, yeah, which helps well me. Yeah, view of because the I need to know, yeah. how old are your children? They're under five. Okay, brilliant. I now know that I'm not going to tell you that you need to go out and do this. I need to emphasize to you that you're going to do what you can when you can, mm. because your kids need you. Mm. If your kids are 14, 15, that's a little bit different. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember once um, uh, this client said to me, I just can't do the mornings, Misha. I've really tried. I've really tried. I said, okay, right. Talk me through your morning routine from the time that you get up. So she said, right, I wake up at quarter past six and then I make my son's lunch or breakfast. And I said, okay, how old is your son? 17. I said, right, okay, I am no one to give you parenting advice, but he's 17. He is going to be leaving home soon. So you're jeopardizing your goals that you want to achieve by not letting your child be independent or, you know, it, it's sometimes what I do kind of rolls into subject matters that really are nothing to do with me. I was going to say, it sounds a bit like counselling. Yeah, yeah it, 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 you know, marriage, all of that kind of people living with their in-laws. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. And sometimes, you know, I have to say, not that they have to do it right, but I just have to give them a different perspective of, look, well, how about you do this, this or this? Because, um Whatever the situation is, we have to work around that situation, mm. right? People forget that my kids were once young, mm. yeah? When they were babies, you know, I remember that's when I first started having personal training and when they were having their naps, that's when I used to do my, my exercise, my personal training. And somebody said to me the other day, um, could you do a post on, um, you know, how you used to um, fit in exercise around your children when you had a job? And I had to correct and said, I still have a job. I still work yeah. full time. The difference now is that my children are a little bit older, mm. so that gives me a bit more flexibility, and my job is more flexible. But I have been there, and I've got twins, you know, so raising twins as a first-time mum was challenging trying to do all of that. But actually, I think that was probably a bit of a lifesaver because I think I was more strict because I had twins right. than had I have had one because I knew that they had to be in a routine because I'd seen other people... Uh, with twins whose kids they didn't sleep at the same time they didn't so the the, the parents were just totally exhausted yeah and I thought no way I said I want to know if I want to speak to a friend I can say yeah, I'll be free between three and four if I've got food to make I'll be three before between that time if I want to have a nap I know what time I can have a nap yeah. you know so that I think has really helped me to kind of uh, pave my way in terms of time uh, management because um, it meant that because they had a routine I could give myself a routine and I managed to get quite a lot done. So my time was very productive. Yeah, because I used to make all their meals fresh, everything. I mean, I was like like most parents, I did focus a lot more on their nutrition than I did on mine at that yeah. time. Um, and a lot of women still do that. They'll make sure that their kids are well fed, Before, but not themselves. not themselves. I think that's where our generation slightly yeah. changes that, right? Well, most people, it's getting there, I think. Yeah, yeah we're more putting there. themselves yeah. first. We need yeah, to put ourselves first. Yeah. You know, and I make a really big point of saying, you can only be a good mum, a good parent, if you look after yourself. It's mm. not selfish. Exactly. And, and actually, you can't use your kids as an excuse either, because really, you are influencing them. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you say about influencer, we are all influencers. Yeah. yeah? I influence my mum, I influence my husband, but more importantly, I influence my children. Yeah. So when my kids just recently started going to the gym, they love it. People said, did you force them? Okay, well, you can't really force 12-year-olds to do anything. But look at what they see. It's normal in their world, right? Yeah. It's normal in their world. Mummy goes to the gym. And I've always been to the gym since they were born. Jonathan has been exercising for the last only last five years or so. But it's, no, it's normal in their life. So... Um, 
you know, it's not normal for them, for example, to see me with a drink in my hand because I don't, I don't drink. So if they saw me doing that, that would be that something would be unusual for them. Yeah. So it's it's you are influencing your kids however way you do it. And, you know, when you sign up to any program, um, you're not just learning for yourself because generally the woman does most of the cooking, um, but you're influencing the whole family. Yeah, everyone's yeah. eating habits are going to change because you now know how to cook a healthy, balanced meal that's quick, easy and tasty. So that I was actually going to ask you this, and it's so nice that you've ended with that because I was going to ask, whenever you have Asian clients... Do you, is there a bit of a tussle between the generations that they might live with? Because I know when I wanted to do like healthy, healthier eating, I basically, the main thing I did was change from white to brown carbs. So even rice, that's what I did because that was my initial start of doing that. My parents were so not on board with that. It took them a long time to understand that, you know what, if I'm going to eat this, this is better than better for me than the white variety. I can still eat the white variety, but this is better. And I actually think it tastes better now that I've acquired the taste. Mm. But I just remember that initial few weeks, months, where it was like, no, this it, it's got this nutty taste. And I was just like, I like it. I, I wasn't, I genuinely, if I didn't like it, I would have stopped. But I knew how good it was for me comparatively. And I just remember that, you know, like I do feel like other people in there generally, like the in-laws or whoever it is, do you come across that in your clientele? Um, surprise, yes, I do. But surprisingly, mm. there are quite a few people who say that their parents don't cook with much oil or their in-laws don't. Um, that that was a surprise. But um, I think it's not necessarily even the health eating. Sometimes it's the amount of food. You know, we are feeders, aren't we? Well, <laughs> The, the the generation before us are feeders. I yeah. don't know if our generation is, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, so it's not just a case of, yeah, we'll just have one thing. Okay, well, we're going to have the handle, we're going to have this, we're going to have the rice, we're yeah. going to have the rotli. Yeah. It's everything. everything. Yeah. I think so. It is difficult. Look, it's always difficult when you're around other people. Uh, I, was, I just went on live talking about this, about how your immediate circle can either really help you to succeed or really keep you back. Mm. Because if they are not on the same page as you, it makes it so much more difficult. And I was in that place when I was going through the menopause. Mm. And I remember, you know, saying to my friend one time, um, I love sweet things. Yeah, I love dessert. And I could easily down a whole packet of digestives, which I used to at the time. Yeah, we'd just sit on the phone and chat, chat, chat before you know it. Oh my God, all the biscuits have gone. But there was this one particular time where I'd had a cream cake and I wanted another one. And um, my friend was going, God, just have it. Come on, YOLO, YOLO. <laughs> and I thought, gosh, okay, now that would be a very different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, have the cake. Brilliant. But you don't need to. Yeah. 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 So at that time, when I wanted to be healthy, everybody was like, oh, God, no, go on, just have a drink, have this, you know, have another cake. You know, so everybody was, it was almost fighting against everyone. However, now, oh, my gosh, what a transformation. Not only Everybody, I would say, my circle is on my page and family as well. Um, but also most of my friends are my age. So they now understand the importance of why they need to do that. So I met a friend recently. I didn't even have to tell her about going for a walk. She said, shall we meet? We'll go for a walk and then we'll have lunch. I was like, man, this is brilliant. Because a few years ago, that same friend, yeah. I would have, well, I wouldn't have even suggested going for a walk. Because I know she wouldn't That's have wanted so to. So eventually, when everyone catches up with where you're at, it's easy. But you know, like when um, when I started this whole journey, Jonathan was not on the same page as me. You know, he's tall. He's six foot four. 
there was no motivation for him to be healthy because every time he went for his Bupa blood checks, tick, 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 brilliant, you're in great health. So th there wasn't even anyone telling him that he needed to change until one day he went for his Bupa check and then, I don't know what, it was the same lady every year. Uh, I don't know what she said to him, but she said something and he came back and he said, yeah, I think I'm going to have to start be being a, you know, start doing exercise and start watching what I eat. And I was like, bloody hell, what did she say to you? So since then... It's become a lot easier. So now he doesn't force me to have a takeaway. He doesn't make me feel guilty about having a takeaway. Whereas in those early days, I think, oh, do you know what? He really wants it. So, okay, I'll have it, even though I didn't want it. Now I'll just say no. It's really funny you say that, though. It seems like it's not until something happens to someone, that's when something is like, oh, no, now I need to change. Because then yes. I'm like, I'm sure you get a lot of people who are like, this has never happened to me before. But now I've got this issue that I need to figure it out. And it's that whole thing of like, because it's not only just my parents, but it's generally people from that generation. We're like, no, you need to, you're getting older. You need to make some changes. You need to be look after your health a little bit more now. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And it's like, well, you need to make these changes in order for nothing to happen to you in the first place. And, you know, don't get to that point where it's like, oh, something's happened with my health and now I need to change. So, you know, I'm sure you've, you you know, you've had clients who you probably think if you started this just a few months ago or if you yes. knew about this just a few months ago, then maybe what you're going through wouldn't have been so bad. Or, you know, just having that kind of don't let it get to the stage where you can't, you don't have a choice, basically. Yeah. So basically with the older generation, I am so understanding. People say to me, how can you be so patient? And I said, tell you why I can be so patient is because they haven't had the same access to the information that you have. You have it put down your throat on the radio, on TV, on social media. They haven't. So we have to understand that we have to change decades, right, of habits, behaviours. And why, why would we expect them to do that when you don't do it? Mm -hmm. This goes back to influencing. So whatever I tell my, my mum, I expect that I should be doing it too. Yeah, whereas I see a lot of people tell their parents, give them advice. And I'm like, but, but you don't take your own advice. So what, what makes you think that you were going to be doing it? That's so true. So, um, and the whole thing about the whole menopause thing and, um, you know, um, is that I want women who have not gone through menopause yet to understand that what they do in the lead up to the perimenopause is going to have a significant impact on how they experience menopause and how long they're going to live and the kind of quality of life that they're going to lead. And that is a message that I have to keep drilling on and on is don't wait. Because I see women, you know, and that post that I was telling you about earlier on, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Because then you see when when women get to menopause, they give up. Because they think, oh, well, it's too late because this, my knees, this, my, my legs up, my depression, my sleep, my everything. And it's harder then to change that mindset. It's harder for them to be active. It's hard for them to have the energy to go out and make healthy food. So ladies, don't wait. For all you know, you could be going through perimenopause right now. You don't know, mm. right? And what's really frustrating, and I know obviously I would be saying all of this, is when somebody comes to me and says, oh, I've just found out I'm pre-diabetic. Oh, I've just found out I've got osteopenia. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know what you need to do, right? And then six months later, oh, my God, panic mode. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I've, I've got type 2 diabetes. And I'm like, 
hang on a minute, but you knew about you this had a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So again, please, for those of you who are listening, you know, we've got that, you've got that opportunity to see as a warning sign, yeah, that don't wait until something happens. We all think that we're, uh, you know, untouchable, um, invincible, but actually even the healthiest people can come down and struck down with anything. Mm. But your baseline health will have a significant impact on the severity of something when you're diagnosed and possibly even the medications that you'll be able to take and, you know, all that kind of stuff has a massive impact. People forget that. So, so you know, let's take Kylie Minogue as an example because I was pro- I used to work in healthcare, in, ph- in pharmaceuticals, so I bring a lot of that knowledge in my job now as well. When Kylie Minogue was diagnosed with breast cancer, she people obviously were probably very shocked that, wow, mm. someone's so fit, so young, but the fitter you are, the healthier you are, at that baseline level will predict your future outcome, yeah? So you've just got more of a chance. You know, I used to work in theater and, um, you know, if you have diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, those metabolic conditions, um, which can kill you, they're silent, but they can kill you. So you don't don't you don't know that you've got high blood pressure because you can't feel it, you can't see it. Same with cholesterol. But you know, you could go into for a routine operation. Trust me, I've seen it. Um, and then die on the operating table. I've seen it. So sometimes, you know, uh, like someone said to me the other day, but God, you're so passionate. You need to calm down. I agree. I do need to calm down a little bit. What does that mean? But I it's, it's, it's because I it's because I get so passionate about what I do, and sometimes I get so annoyed. It's because I've seen it. I've seen people die on the operating theatre. Yeah, on the operating table. I've seen how you know type two diabetes can affect your health. Your you know, the quality of your life. We've all, most people listening here will have seen it with their parents. Mm. We have our parents as our future that we can look towards. You know, our parents didn't have their parents because they died so young. So my message always is, is please don't wait. Even just making something small, one change can make a significant impact. And I think that's the thing is, I think people underestimate what just doing simple things can do for you. It doesn't have to be the whole, right, that's it, I'm going for it. No, please don't. Just just gradually, you know, do, do a little bit day by day, week by week, month mm. on month, as long as you're getting better every day. Yeah, as long as you do something better today than you did yesterday, you're winning. Get the right advice. Get don't the right go advice. on the internet and Google something. Yeah. Like, definitely. That's true. And <laughs> it's it Because there's, there's so, so much in, Yeah, there is so much misinformation. Out. It's confusing. Well. It's confusing for well. me. Yeah. Like, sometimes I listen to people. And what's really, really sad and frustrating is some of our biggest celebrities um, and influencers promote things which I'm guessing because it's not in their field... Somebody comes along and says, hey, this is supplement that's great for menopause. Would you promote it? They probably look at it and think, well, yeah, that sounds good. But they don't know. They mm. don't know that that supplement might not have enough magnesium or enough vitamin D or enough of this. So it's a bit like somebody coming to me and selling skincare and saying, oh, yeah, it's great because it's this, it's got this. I don't know. Mm. So I just take their word for it and say, yeah, OK, brilliant. I'll promote it for you. So... You know, we just all need a little bit of responsibility um, in what we, the messages that we portray. You know, as a nutritionist, um, people will see that I don't, I haven't collaborated with any supplement brand. And that's because most of them are rubbish. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're expensive. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that and the amount of emails that I get asking me to collaborate, it's unreal. I could make, I could probably make a, my living just out of promoting supplements if I wanted to. Honestly. Well, I, that doesn't surprise me though, because you're talking about celebrities and stuff. It's probably, they probably don't even look at the product. They probably look at the yeah, paycheck and it's like, okay, it's, it's paying me this much, so I might as well do it. And it's, it's actually really toxic because it's like someone, especially a young person can see that and be like, oh, they're using this. Not realizing, oh no, hold on. Is that supplement even something your body needs? Is it something that your body can actually take? You know, um, so yeah. I just... practice what I preach, right? So if someone says to me, oh, you've got nice skin, what do you do? I eat my fruit, I eat my vegetables, yeah. I eat my protein, I have a good skincare routine, I drink water, I try to minimize my stress and guess what? Yeah, and when I'm stressed, when yeah. I go through stressful periods, the first place it will show is on my face. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't use any anything basic. I don't use anything that is, like, on trend. Yeah. Yeah, I just stick to the basic things. I don't use any supplements other than the ones that are essential. And again, because, you know, so when clients come to me and we, do, we review their supplements that they're on, quite often I will say, would you mind stop taking that, that and that? Because I want you to see the difference that your food is making on your hair, skin and nails. Mm. Because it's very easy to think, oh, yeah, it's, it's those supplements. So if it doesn't work after six weeks or whatever, then that's fine. You know, um, go back to them. But I just want you to know that it's the food, it's your diet, it's your lifestyle that is going to make your skin glowing and your hair grow and or not fall out or, you know, keep your nails strong and not brittle. Um, because, again, it's easier just to buy a supplement. Mm. Yeah, it's it more is convenient. for some people. Yeah. It is convenient. So I wanted to ask you, actually, because we've just touched on the fact that you said you can start small kind of thing and just gradually build up your fitness or build up the activity if you're inactive or whatever. So there's something I think we spoke about, I spoke about with Shama, um, about how when people want to get fit, in inverted commas, um, they immediately join the gym or they join a class or something like that. But in in in, in my perspective, even walking that much more every day could help as a starting point. But I just wanted you to make that point, actually, that everyone's fitness is different and you can incorporate little things and make them bigger and they don't have to be joining a gym, right? A hundred percent. So whether you want to get fit or you want to get um, healthy, the first place is always food first. Yeah. In that in this order, diet first. And that's the hardest thing to control. Mm. Then it's activity Oh, I'm inclined to say walking, but it doesn't have to be walking. You just need to keep moving, right? So for those people who have a sedentary lifestyle, those people, like, like again, some people say to me, how oh, about I work from home? So do I. Yeah, and yeah guess most what? people do. The, the only yeah. way that I can get my steps in, and it's not even 10K a day, yeah? Because that, again, depends on the individual. Yeah. We have this thing that, oh, I have to hit 10K a day. It really, again, depends on what your baseline is. So if you come to me already doing 10K, we need to do something different mm. because your body's become adapted to the 10K. If you come to me, you know, I just had a client today who texted me, said, oh, I did 45,000 steps last week. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's amazing. That is such an achievement because she was doing two to 3,000 a day. Wow. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's where your baseline is and how you just need to improve from that. Mm. So, for example, a lot of, the, I mean, I see lots of people, women who go to the gym five, six times a week, right? Sometimes even seven. 
that is just overkill. It's stressing out the body. Too much exercise can cause inflammation. It causes inflammation anyway, acute. But you're not giving your body any time to, to recover. Yeah. And that is, recovery and sleep is equally mm. as important as doing the exercise itself. But not only that. So let's just take me, for example. I work out four days a week. Occasionally, I might do... I say occasionally, I've only done it once this year, five. But I don't do more than four days. I've, yeah. I've had a four-day routine for God knows how many years, decades, right? Now, if I wanted to lose weight, let's just say, I need to do something more than what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So someone like me, I already, my diet's already sorted. I walk a lot and I exercise. So how does somebody like me lose fat? I need somewhere to go to, yeah? So that for me could be, for example doing five days a week instead of four days a week or doing mm. four days of strength training which is what I currently do or maybe adding in a little bit of cardio so we always need to have that room mm. to grow to um, leave room for adaptation whereas if you do everything all in one go if you're coming to me doing 15,000 steps a day and then you plateau I'm going to say to you, well, okay, is it going to be realistic for you to now to do 18,000? Mm. Probably not so let's scale it back yeah, and they're like, what? So yeah, you just gotta, you know what? The the the, the most lovely, lovely thing is is, um, and I still find it quite hard to uh, comprehend is when people trust you. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have to convince people to do what I'm asking them to do. I I always give an explanation. I I always give the why behind what I'm asking. I won't ever just say, can you do this? Can you do that? I'll explain why because I think when we know why we're more likely to understand the significance and the importance of it. Um, so yeah, anything that you do more than what you did before is a win. Absolutely. And we have to learn to remember that. Well, this yeah. is, I think this is also the, I feel like you just saying you like it when people trust you and it just makes me think of when you were like, oh, I know I need to calm down. I don't think you do. I think the reason why people trust you is because you're passionate about it and it's your drive and you want to be, you want to advocate for what you're saying, what you believe in. And people want someone who's confident. People want someone who knows what they're talking about. And I think that, I mean, I, lo I, love, the, I love the fact that you're like, I'm really passionate about it. And I, I will say, don't calm down, level it up. Just go for it because that's what you, I feel like that's if, you know, I can, I can just tell how much you really just want to bring your message out there mm. and just be, be such a great advocate for people to live healthy lives because of the experiences that you've had and the experiences that you've seen. And people definitely need to hear that more. I think I always say that um, I am like you with just the knowledge yeah, mm. that is what I will say because I haven't been a personal trainer all my life. I haven't been into nutrition and health eating all my life. And if you sh want to relate to somebody, you should relate to somebody who is like you, mm. who once started off like you. You know, people who have been in this industry for years or decades, it's easy for them. All these in nutritionists and personal trainers that, that are out there now, the influencers, the people, the massive followings, when they get to menopause, guess what? It's going to be a breeze for them mm. because they've already in that mindset of healthy eating, healthy habits, healthy behaviors. They're already there. But when you try to change those things later on in life, it's harder. Yeah. You know, it's like with anything, you know, you try to, a habit is something that you have to do consistently over a period of time for it to become normal. So 
where I need to calm down, and I've trust me, I've calmed down a lot, <laughs> is a, it's all a self-reflecting learning journey. Is um, is first of all, I don't very rarely listen to nutrition podcasts anymore now, um, because I just found that they were, especially with some of the big influencers. Um, they just give out mixed messaging, which they'll have one person on, a guest on saying, do intermittent fasting. Another one will saying, yeah, women going through menopause shouldn't be doing intermittent fasting. What is a woman supposed to believe? Mm. You know, so there's a lot of things that I do now. I try not to comment on other people's posts, which is what I used to before. Um, I just try to focus on my own thing, which is difficult because you just do come across other posts on social media, um, whether you're looking for it or not. People send me posts and I'll say, oh, please don't send me things like this because yeah. you're just going to ruin my day, Yeah, you know, because it, it makes me mad. It makes me mad because I'm, I care about the individual. Yeah, for me, obviously I make money out of this and that's very beneficial. I love it. <laughs> but um, the most important thing for me is genuinely changing a woman's life because I know the impact that that change has had on me, you know, and you mentioned confidence earlier. When you feel good, you look good, um, you're, you have a healthy mindset, that, that is self-love. Mm. And no amount of Gucci handbags or, you know, designer clothes, holidays, you cannot buy happiness. Mm, you know, so happiness true. has to come from self-love, self-acceptance self-belief and those are really difficult and you know when people say to me oh but it's okay for you you know you've got all of those qualities and I'm like geez I have to work on those yeah. every yeah. single day say that, yeah every if it's not, single if it's day not in your if it's not in your foundation and you've had to learn from it at a late stage absolutely but I'm always constantly putting myself out of my comfort zone so yeah really always and um do I enjoy like I'm going to an event today. It's the first one that I'm going to on my own. I don't usually, for the last 18 months, I haven't been going to events on my own. I'll always take someone with me. So this year, one of the things that I'm working on myself is to uh, go to events on my own, be more confident. I'm, I know I appear to be very confident, but actually I don't like going places where I don't know mm. people. I agree. Yeah. I'm so. like that. So everyone perceives me as being that kind of person who's quite happy by myself going to an event. I actually hate small talk. Yeah, do you? <laughs> right, okay. I hate it. So it always puts me back because I'm like, I can't and I can't start a conversation with someone because it's just going to annoy me that you have to get to that point where yeah. you're doing the small talk. Yeah. So it puts me off from going to events by myself. So annoying. So I was going to ask you, in terms of diet, because you said diet first, fad diets such as the Atkins or the 5-2 or whatever it is, I'm not saying that any nutritionist actively tells their clients do this kind of diet but is there any diet that you know of where you would say you know what this could suit anyone who wants to just eat healthy uh, eating healthy to me is a diet but yeah. you get what I mean <laughs> like is there any sort of in inverted commas fad diet that you think is generally a good way of going um, if you want to be I healthy? know what you mean like you mean like the Mediterranean diet yeah any kind mm. of yeah like um diet. I mean look if a diet has a name a diet shouldn't have a name. Mm, I right. mean, somebody once said to me oh, the, uh, something about the human diet. I was like, "What the hell? Like, <laughs> what the hell is a human diet? <laughs> Why? If a diet, if a diet has got a name, yeah, you know, it's not going to be sustainable. But if you're asking me which one would be the best out of all of them, I suppose the Mediterranean diet is good. Okay, but we just need to stick to the principles of mm. every meal: vegetables, protein, carbohydrates. 
Because it is as simple as that. <laughs> it's more of a lifestyle ra- rather than a diet, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's more kind of like... But you know you how know. some people just want to just quick fix? Quick fix, yeah. And then within a I month, they'll put, they'll, they'll, the if it's the weight is, thing, the thing, then they'll put it back on again, I right? I think it's that. It, it, but it's not sustainable. Because diet, like the, the word diet is basically you reach a certain goal. And then once you've reset, reached that goal, what do you do? Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I suppose I use the word diet. I use a lot of the terminology that the listener, the yeah, viewer would the, be using. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But yeah, you're right. To me, diet is just food, but I can yeah. understand how different people would use that word differently. But um, yeah, it's um, it's like I said before, we've complicated nutrition so much mm. that people really don't know what's best. And look, the thing is, it's, it's really hard to... Um, Sometimes people just need like people think I'm a I'm a cook. I'm not. I hate cooking, but I've got better. Mm. So my thing is is now how I've learned how to cook tasty, healthy meals that are macro friendly, so high in protein, high in fiber, in under half an hour, usually about twenty minutes. Yeah, um, because I don't want to be spending time in a kitchen. Mm. But um, sticking to the principles of and again, we all know that. Like, you're not going to hear anything special from me today that your listeners haven't heard before. Mm. So the problem is, is, well, what is the problem? It's the behaviours, it's the habits, and it's the mindset that is harder. It's the accountability. I'd say most people come to me for the accountability, right? Because like I said, we all know what we need to do, um, but we don't know how to do it. Or, you know, I was just talking to my friend just earlier and um, I've got my own business, she's got her own business. And I say to her, well, how often do you do you audit what you're doing? How often do you review your goals? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I go onto my own Instagram page, yeah. right? I do it quite regularly. And I say, okay, well, if I was a person coming to my page, what would I think? Mm. And there was a point where it was last year, maybe October, maybe September, October time. And I was flicking through and I thought, funny, 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 funny. Oh, right. Okay. Where's all the value? Where's all the education? There was none. Mm. Because I'd, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media, particularly Instagram. And um, so sometimes I, I've, got to that po- I've got to that point where if I don't want to post, I don't post. Yeah. But at that particular time, well, it must have been quite a long phase, all I was posting was funny reels. Yeah, and maybe the odd one with some value. So I thought, well, that's got to change. So you have to have that that in- initiative, that kind of that self awareness mm. of how are you going to keep checking in on yourself. Yeah? It is accountability. It I is. Think yeah. That yeah. Is, yeah. You have to be. You yeah. have to hold yourself accountable. We are all accountable. And, yeah. and the thing, the hardest thing about this journey to health is you guys work together. So if one of you doesn't show up you're letting the other person down. There's accountability on your bar, your behalf. You probably, you know, have a list of who's doing what and you have to do it for the other person. Who's there on your health? Who's there for you yeah. to say, yeah, you but are. you said you were going to do 10,000 steps today. You said you were going to go to the gym. But who's there? No one. But when you work in a team, yeah, you have to do what you have to do because there's your team, there's your manager, there's a wider organisation who are all relying on you to do your part to contribute to to that success so this is where the accountability so you know for me having my own business now I have to have that accountability because I was actually really worried when I left I got made redundant and I thought gosh well what happens what happens if I become lazy now because now I don't have to rush to a meeting I don't Mm -hmm. have to do this whereas before I was really well organized with my time because I had to be but you know 
you have to, I still live to the principles of what I used to do in my previous job. I still set myself monthly goals, monthly targets. I still have check-ins with myself. Um, every week, once a week, I leave the house, um, get ready, get dressed and go. So I'm not at home because I don't know if you've seen, but I don't like wearing makeup. I turn up on stories most of the time, like I've just been dragged out of bed. But, you know, <laughs> oh, for my own kind of like self-esteem, I just need to once a week just just get out of that environment and go and see a friend, just go and do something, dress up nicely. I miss all of that, mm. you know. So it's having that self-awareness of what do I need to do to keep me sane, you know. So I think it's, you know, it's so interesting that you said that because as you mentioned self-love, self-awareness, accountability, a lot of people do think that that's easy, that you love yourself, you think you're right all the time, everything you do is correct. Self-love, can I just put it out there, is not about everything you do is right. If no. you have an argument, you always don't see the other person's point of view because obviously everything you say is correct. It's not stuff no. like that. Yeah. Self-love is probably the hardest journey anyone could go mm -hmm. on. That's how it's I see it. self-acceptance. But it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely worth it because you know yourself very well. And you kind of, it's always almost a way of getting to know yourself, I think, mm -hmm, and then holding yourself accountable that, okay, you know what, you're allowed to make mistakes, you're allowed to set yourself standards, and you are just allowed to be yourself. Because I think South Asian women sometimes find that very base thing so different and social media does not help. No, it doesn't. And one of the other things that I use my platform for is um, is for that self-acceptance. Yeah, I'm 53, um, if, you, if I haven't mentioned it already. Um, but you know, I show up without makeup on. Yeah. And actually, I, I said to Jonathan the other day, I said, oh gosh, you know, when I've actually got makeup on, I feel very uncomfortable going on stories because I'm so used to being on without makeup yeah. that when mm. I've dressed up I very rarely I might take a photo but I very rarely will come on and talk because that makes me feel uncomfortable but um you know it's it's that, that self-acceptance of yeah this is what a 53 year old skin would look like yeah? yeah I'm getting a few wrinkles getting bags under my eyes it's all normal but you know I'm gonna do my best to naturally age um you know do what I can and that kind of stuff uh, but more importantly um I stopped using filters I know this is a bit of a controversial topic too but um I stopped using filters quite a while ago and um I caught myself having a conversation with one of my daughters who was getting a little bit of bullying at school and um anyway I was having this conversation with her about how you have to accept you know yourself as you are and if you accept yourself as you are other people have no um no um uh, option but to also accept you as you are but if you let people see the vulnerable side to you then they will take advantage of that and that made me think well and I and I gave the example that particular day I was wearing a long coat gray coat red leggings purple socks and black trainers and I said to Ava look at me look at how I'm dressed I said do you think how many people do you think will be looking at me thinking what is she doing but I'm okay with it and I said Ava I go on stories most days without makeup on there are thousands of people that look at me that must be thinking, ugh, you know? I don't, I don't know. Oh, trust me, I get a lot of comments. Really? I've seen, yes. so I have seen, this is what I was going to say, because I don't know, I know someone else who usually, you know, is that kind of, I would, I, you know, I'm using the word very loosely, influencer, but is a beauty influencer. And the odd time she's done like a reel or a story with no makeup, she looks completely different, mm. but she still looks like her. It's not different, mm. but it's just, she doesn't have makeup on. And she actually shared some of the uh, DMs that she got. And I was just like, I can't believe people, this is still a thing. 
Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't believe it's still a but thing. But it's amazing that people are like, oh my God, you don't have any makeup on. Yeah, it's like, like what the hell is that about? Skin. It's just, it reminds me of Pamela Anderson. Yes. Oh like, yeah, I love that story. Just, just love it. How she's just completely just, yeah, I'm great. And I, and I genuinely also think that that does also come with age. A hundred percent, yeah, the, comfort. Like, and I know for a fact that if I were to, if I, if, if I were to have comments like that, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd crumble. I'd be like, literally. So it, like, honestly, I think that it's, it's such a powerful thing. It shouldn't be. This is the silly thing. It shouldn't be something where, you know, we have to be like, oh my God, yeah. you don't have any makeup on. It's your skin. It's what you, sh- it's, it's you. I think we've, we've kind of lost the way when it comes to social media because, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes like I know if you're not a social media person, you don't know when people are using filters. Right, and I've and I've spoken about this before, and I remember there was somebody who uh, was promoting skincare, and I could tell that she had a filter on. Now you wouldn't know, right, if you weren't if you yeah. didn't know what to look for. And I thought, God, you're deceiving all those people. And somebody like you, an influencer, because she was an influencer, is an influencer. And you know what? That's the day that I decided to stop using filters because I thought. I don't want to be that person. So I actually learned from other people um, the mistakes not to make. Mm. So, um, yes, that self-love and that is that self-acceptance. So, you know, like whether it be me or whether it be somebody else, you know, and we are aging. You know, you get to a certain point in life and you are aging. My body is not going to be the same as it was before I had kids. Mm. Yeah. So that's self-acceptance. Do I like it? Mm, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to change, change. Um, but we also have to accept that even if you try to change you might never get to how you were before because mm. you are just a different person. Um, you know, a lot of that, like you say, has come, should come with age, that wisdom, that self-confidence, that self-love. And I t- honestly, it's a game changer. I, I can't, um, I can't tell you how happy I am that I am at that stage in my life where self-love, self-confidence, self-accept, all of that is, is good. I think it's also, and, and, you particularly what I love about when I look at your Instagram is that you're not afraid to be like this is my body and this is this is it's normal there's so much onus on what beauty should be that we're losing what is real and the filters and all of that just make well, we it We haven't even talked about photoshopping. Like people... Oh, God, yeah. Like women, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I saw it the other day where a girl had... Uh, she's a personal trainer and she'd uh, she'd got caught on... I don't know, some guy exposes people, mm. women... Well, people, not necessarily women, who, uh, you know, tuck their waists in and make their bums look bigger. And she admitted it. She she did say, that, yeah, I do it. And, and so what? And I was like, but, but people are probably coming to you thinking, to well, I can that. look like yeah. that. yeah. And actually, you're enhancing your photos. So I don't enhance anything. And no. if I do, I might say, I mean, I don't really. There's a filter that I like when I do my Bollywood reels, which is a an old filter. It's like a, I think it's called movie one or something. I really like that filter. Mm. It just gives a different color. But other than that, don't use filters at all. But you're not, you're not using the filter to send a message to be like, this is what I look like. Because... That's false advertising. But there are filters yeah. out there that completely change the way yeah. you look as well. Like your nose becomes yeah. slim, your lips become plumper and all it's this. It just reminded me of a... I can't remember who it was, but we... we were, I think we were on Instagram and I think you showed me. And you were like, where is this girl's nose? <laughs> 
Like you just I couldn't. You do you remember? Like you could not yeah, see. Yeah, there was no nose. There was there. no what nose. Do you mean? They'd filtered it so They'd much fil- that it looked like yeah. they didn't have a nose. It, really? it was really like it was proper. I like don't know. and you literally, like look at it. Like there's literally just like a fine line yeah. of where her nose would be, and it's like. Just, it was just yeah, really. Just it was just very, very I can't strange. Be on board with stuff like that. I, I can't remember when. Um, I can't remember there being a point where I thought, "Oh, I'm just going to be me." I, I don't remember that. But what I do remember is, um, because at that point I was just me without consciously being me. If you know what, like yeah. it wasn't a strategy of, "All oh, right, okay, let's go on without makeup on. Let's talk about this." I was just doing things that I would do normally. Mm-hmm. So. You know, when sometimes people say to me, oh, could you give me some advice on, you know, how to be in front of the camera? I'm like, just be yourself. Yeah, exactly that. Because if anybody that knew me 30 years ago was to see me now, they'd probably say, yeah, that's Manisha. She hasn't changed. That's nice. Do do you know what I mean? So um, just have to be yourself and um, embrace who you are. And some people will love it and some people will hate it. I know Mm. some people. Women hopefully will, most women hopefully will be inspired that, you know, they can do what I've done over the last few years and other women will not like it. And that's fine. It's it's Marmite. So speaking your own mind, having an opinion um, can go against you. But I I remember at the time being pleasantly surprised. Something had happened. I can't remember what it was. And I'd done a post or something and um, I was just shocked at the comments, like really positive comments, really Really? positive. And I thought, wow, I you know, something like being yourself can really go against you, especially when you're quite vocal. I think that's the thing. It's not about being yourself. It's about having an opinion and being vocal. Um, It's either going to be well-received or not. So I do have one more question. Going back to, you know, you were saying that especially women who might be premenopausal and stuff like that, and you're you're saying just do one thing. What, What is the one thing that you think that you think women should, can do that is quite easily attainable for them to at least begin their journey of just changing a few of the habits i think i think there are a few habits so i think adopting the one that you think you can do them the easiest so for example it could be that you love cooking right yeah and you have time to cook brilliant let's get vegetables and protein into every meal right if the cooking isn't your forte then brilliant go out and do some extra steps if you love exercising and you're doing it already, switch to strength training. So mm. nothing major. Find that one thing that you can do easier and then start with that. Because then that will give you the confidence and a sense of accomplishment to continue to do things. And I think, you know, we, we all need to keep remembering the accomplishments, the achievements that we make. Yep. Because quite often we're very good at saying, oh, I didn't do this. I can't do that. I find it really hard. No, tell me about what you did do this week that was good. So always remember, okay, you might not have hit your protein this week. You might not have hit your steps this week. But are you better last, this week than you were last week? Are you better now than you were a month ago? And if the answer to that is yes, then you're winning. Because you, you're going to have days and weeks, possibly even phases in your life when other things are more important. And that's that's okay. That's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because things come and go. Priorities change. You know, sometimes Absolutely. it's family. Sometimes it might be work. But as a woman, you should never forget to put yourself as in the priority list at some point. And as long as you do that, you're okay. That's great advice. I love that advice. I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is wonderful. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to end on a this or that section. Yes. City break or beach resort? Oh, God. 
God, that's a difficult <laughs> one. I'm going to say beach resort because I'm so active normally okay. that sometimes I just want to sit and Chill do out. absolutely nothing. Oh, I love that. Why not? We all deserve to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, dressing up or dressing down? Oh, gosh. Um, dressing up. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Cardio or weights? Oh, gosh. Easy. <laughs> Strength training Strength weights. Strength training. <laughs> wow, that was an easy answer. Yeah. Um, morning or evening workout? Oh, morning. I agree. Not even a question. Oh, I morning. totally agree. Mm. Get that out do you of know the way. what? Do you know why? Can I explain yes, why? Of course yeah, you can. Um, because I totally get that people are not morning people. I get it. But the thing about the morning is once you've done it, you've got the whole day and it doesn't matter what comes up, your kid's ill, you've got to go and pick them up, a deadline has come in at work, you've got it done. And there's less yeah, distractions yeah. in the morning and you start the day with good intention. So that's why. I feel like it makes you more alert. When I used to yeah, do morning workouts, whatever, yeah. after a few weeks, I was like, you know what, I feel like I'm, you know, yeah. like really ready mm. for the day. Yeah, exactly. So through your social media, I... My impression of you is that you're a bit of a Bollywood fan. Mm, just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, Bollywood, golden oldies or 90s and noughties? Golden oldies. Excellent. Oh, I think you've done like, quite yeah. a few reels yes, in I the golden oldies. Golden yeah. oldies. <laughs> love them. Yeah, I do yeah. really enjoy those reels. I'm like, oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the final one, um, heels or flats? Flats. Agree. Agree. Even Absolutely though I do agree. sometimes wear a heel. Yeah, but... More than you do. More than me. <laughs> I think I've just got out of the gist of walking with heels now. But, the, mm. you know, for a, maybe a special night, if you're not doing much walking, it's nice. But like days like today, uh, trainers now, definitely. Yeah. Flats. Why not? Flats, why especially not? when you're out in London walking mm. around everywhere. Yeah. So, thank, thank you so, you so much. much. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I just want to ask, which I didn't do in the intro, okay. just to tell people that you have an app. Yes. Which you coach on. So you do group coaching and you do one-to-one coaching. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about mm. that before we end? Yeah. So I have an app which is uh, predominantly fitness-based, but mm-hmm. obviously it has nutrition because without the nutrition, exercise is kind of like uh, not as effective. Uh, but when you combine the two together, you get much faster results. So I have a fitness app um, and I also do one-to-one coaching and group coaching and Amazing. I love it all. And what Amazing. is your fitness app called? Um, well, mm, it's not actually, uh, I think it's Manisha, your nutritionist. I'm, I'm not really that Is it sure. on your social media? There's a link you can get there. To it. Yes. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, but I think I just ask people to message me because then I can point them, especially if it's for the app, because then right. I can mess, I can give them uh, pointers as to which program is going to be best for them. Okay. Um, because if you're not sure, say if you're a beginner, then I might suggest, well, why don't you do the live workouts, which you don't need to be live, but you could just watch them back mm. because I do a lot of talking and explaining. Whereas if you're, you might be, say, an experienced gym goer then I might just suggest right okay just do the gym weights program instead so I'll just point them in the right direction as to what might be best for them um so okay, yeah wonderful. always best to message me first amazing and what are you known as on Instagram or in any social media Manisha your nutritionist TikTok Instagram that's all I have and that's all I'll be sticking to I think, <laughs> there you go she deserves a follow guys she does absolutely um, yeah. she has great advice it's a great it's a great Instagram um profile to follow i'm gonna be honest yeah, I it's great thank I you yes. <laughs> yes you can follow us at the voice out podcast yes don't at, forget about don't that forget either. About us, yeah at voice out podcast on all social medias tiktok instagram we're on facebook um you can also email us at voice out podcast at gmail.com yep and we want to say a big thank you to dj shy guy who DJ shy guy. <laughs> i love how shama sings this just, every I just, time every time i just think that i need <laughs> i need to do a jingle for him <laughs> okay
Yeah, okay. But anyway, thank you, DJ Shy Guy, yeah. for our jingle, which Shama sings, but is <laughs> nothing time. like the actual jingle. <laughs> no, it's not. And we will catch you next time. And we don't want to keep it in. We want to voice, voice it out. out. Bye. Bye.